So, you want to be a millionaire? Well, stick around and I'll tell you how to make it happen. Welcome to Common Sense on the Prairie, a podcast by First National Wealth Management in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We are a regional best provider of wealth management services, including investment management and financial planning, as well as personal trust, institutional trust, and retirement plan services. This podcast is our chance to share some of our passions and help you make your money work for you. I'm really excited about today's episode. And the reason is this. When asked about savings goals, most people will say they'd like to save at least $1 million for retirement. But what does that mean? What does it take to actually save $1 million? We're going to walk through that today, but we're going to do it in a fun way. At least it's fun to me. I'm going to break down what you need to be saving by decade in order for you to reach that $1 million status, but with a twist. Today, I'm going to introduce you to the Reese kids, Lane, Kylie, and Luke. Now, these three are super fans of the podcast and are all young savers, in addition to being great human beings. I'm going to walk Lane, Kylie, and Luke through several scenarios showing the difference in savings rates needed in order to save $1 million starting in their 20s and ending in their 50s. This episode should excite my younger listeners and maybe serve as a wake-up call to my more seasoned followers. But first, let's get that disclaimer out of the way. Any comments, insights, or strategies discussed on this podcast are intended to be general in nature and therefore may not be suitable for you and your situation, whatever that may be. Before acting on anything we discuss, please consult with your attorney, CPA, and or your financial advisor. So the inspiration for today's show comes from some research I saw published by Fidelity Investments and then expanded upon by the investment firm Abound Wealth. In both pieces, the authors showed how much investors are saving by age and then compared it to what is needed to reach $1 million by the time they retire. I thought it'd be fun to take that data and put a local spin on it. So why is it important to start saving early? Two words, compound interest. There's a good reason Albert Einstein called compound interest the eighth wonder of the world. In short, the longer you have your money growing, the bigger it gets. As the saying goes, time is money. And when it comes to saving, nothing could be truer. The point of today's episode is to show the incredible impact of your first dollar saved. So let's start with our 20-year-olds and find out just how powerful compounding can be. For purposes of today's exercise, we're going to pretend that Lane, one of the three Reese kids, is 20 years old. He's not, but we're pretending here. And, like in real life, Lane is going to be our super saver. What if Lane had a goal to save $1 million by the time he turned 65? If he starts saving today, at age 20, how much money will he have to save in order to reach that goal? $95 a month. That's it. $95 a month. If Lane starts saving just $95 per month, beginning at age 20, assuming a 10% rate of return, he will have $1 million at the age of 65. But it gets even better. Over those 45 years, Lane will have contributed just $51,000 of his own money. The other $949,000 will be pure growth. In other words, 95% of Lane's account balance at age 65 will be from compounding. That's incredible. But my research, and by research I mean his mom told me, that Lane is a total tightwad. Lane wants to save even more. If Lane went crazy and somehow found $500 to save each month, he could end up being worth more than $5 million by the time he reaches age 65. So keep drinking that cheap beer, my boy. Now, I can almost hear you saying, Adam, most people don't start saving at age 20. That's fair. I didn't either. I was in school, not saving. 
What if instead, Lane started saving at age 25? For Lane to accumulate $1 million by the age of 65, he would now have to save $158 a month. That increases his total contributions closer to $80,000, with the other 92% of his $1 million coming from compounding. That's not quite as good as if he'd start saving at age 20, but that's still pretty fantastic. But there's more to the story than just saving early. For Lane, I want his 20s to be about building good financial habits. I want him setting a solid foundation of savings and learning to automate his financial behaviors. I want Lane to be funding his rainy day account with enough cash to insulate him from unexpected bumps in the road. He should be investing at least enough in his company retirement plan to get the full match. I'd also like for him to use the automatic increase feature in his retirement plan so that he increases his contributions each time he gets a pay raise. And I want him using a Roth 401k or Roth IRA to take advantage of tax-free growth. Now, I know that Lane, like any 20-year-old, will tell me that money is tight. And I get it. I do. But the power of compounding is too great to wait and invest later, as we'll see when we talk about Lane's siblings. Finally, I'm going to tell Lane to never touch his retirement accounts. 20-year-olds are the largest group that takes money out of their 401ks, with more than 40% of 20-year-olds doing so at some point. And it's not because they're retiring early. Lane, that's a hard no for you. So that's our 20-year-olds. One Reese kid down, two more to go. Next, we have Kylie. Kylie is Lane's sister. What if Kylie, unlike her brother, waited until she was 30 to start saving for retirement? For this example, we're going to assume Kylie had a really good time in college and decided to let the good times roll for a bit longer. But now she's 30, and she's ready to buckle down and get serious. Maybe she was so inspired by her thrifty brother that she decided she wants to save $1 million by the time she's 65 too. At age 30, Kylie's got less time to work with in Lane, so how much more does she have to save than her brother? For Kylie to become a millionaire by the time she turns 65, she will need to save $270 a month. Okay, that's starting to creep up a bit now. This means that she would contribute a little more than $110,000, or 11% of the $1 million. Not as good as Lane's returns, but still pretty great. This also assumes a 9% rate of return, because she's going to have to take a little less risk than Lane, who's 20. But... Did you notice something? Her savings rate is nearly triple that of Lane's. Like I said before, time is money. And while saving $270 a month is reasonable, the 30s can be really tough for savers. Many 30-year-olds are still carrying student loan debt. They're starting families and they're buying homes. And since houses and babies ain't cheap, this is where life could really start to get expensive for Kylie. But she still has time on her side. Here's what I want Kylie focused on in her 30s. I want her to have three to six months of living expenses saved in a check-in or savings account for unexpected expenses. I want her student loans paid off in her 30s. I don't want her dragging that dead body with her into her 40s. In her 30s, I would let Kylie push in her retirement contributions up to 15% of her gross pay. And I want her covering the basics like getting some term life insurance in place and having a simple estate plan done. With how busy life can get in her 30s, it will be easy for Kylie to put this stuff off. But I'm confident she's not going to do that unlike her brother Luke, who we're going to pretend is now 40. Now, Luke is the baby of the family, just like me. What if Luke takes his sweet, sweet time before settling down? Maybe it's a failure to launch thing. Then one day Luke wakes up and, being inspired by his saving siblings, he decides he also wants to become a millionaire at age 65. What does that look like for Luke? At age 40, for Luke to become a millionaire by the time he turns 65, he will need to save $780 a month. Oof. 
This would mean he would contribute a little more than $230,000, or 23% of his $1 million. This assumes an 8% rate of return, as, again, we want to take a little less risk as we age. 77% growth is still good, but now it's starting to get a little bit tougher to hit that savings goal every month. $780 a month is getting to be real money, especially in your 40s when everything seems to be bigger. And did you notice? The savings rate nearly tripled again after another decade, going from $270 a month to $780 a month. At age 40, Luke is at a crossroads. He'll have to decide what he wants his future to look like. Is he going to continue to have fun, or is he going to buckle down and get serious about saving for the future? At this point, Luke still has another 25 years or so until retirement. And while that may seem like forever, it will go by in a blink. At the same time, Luke will be confronted with some serious social pressures in his 40s. Among his peers, the dreaded Joneses, he will notice the houses and the toys keep getting bigger. The Joneses mean business in this decade. But instead of focusing on that, I want 40-year-old Luke to focus on getting rid of all of his debt by the time he turns 50, including his mortgage. If he has kids, I want those college savings plans fully loaded. I want his estate plan done and his beneficiary designations up to date. And I want him to have some healthy cash reserves set aside. The average millionaire in this country reaches that milestone in their late 40s. It's not too late for Luke, but he needs to get after it now. But what if he doesn't? The Reese's don't have another kid, so I'm afraid I'm going to have to keep picking on Luke. What if instead of saving in his 20s, his 30s, or his 40s, Luke keeps on living the good life? YOLO. You only live once. Then one day, Luke wakes up and he's 50. He's got the house and the boat and the payments, but nothing save for retirement. Despite that, he still wants to catch up to Lane and Kylie and become a millionaire by the time he turns 65. Call it sibling rivalry. Is Luke's dream still alive, or is it DOA? Well, the dream's not dead, but it's definitely on life support. Luke, or in this example, I think we should call him Late Luke, will have to save $2,500 each month in order to have $1 million by the time he's 65, assuming a 7% rate of return. Now that's real money. In order to save at that level, late Luke is either going to have to cut his spending to the bone or he'll need to be making some serious money. If he pulls it off, Luke will have contributed roughly half of his $1 million with the other half coming from growth. Compare that with my boy Lane, who started saving $95 a month when he was 20. They both ended up with $1 million, but Luke had to save $500,000 while Lane only saved $51,000. In the end, Lane saved just 10% of what Luke did in order to have the same amount of money. That's the power of starting early and letting compounding work for you. For late Luke, I don't want, I need him laser focused in his 50s. He needs to get rid of any and all remaining debts, increase his liquid savings to at least one year of living expenses, and he needs to make sure his asset allocation is appropriate for this stage in life, working with an advisor who can help him stress test his portfolio for retirement. At this juncture, Luke doesn't have much longer to work, although with little to no savings, he may not be retiring as soon as he once thought. As the old saying goes, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. That's all we have for you today. Special thank you to the Reese family for being such good sports. Luke, so sorry for picking on you. I'll owe you one. If, like the Reese's, you are fans of the show, please remember to subscribe and share. We really love hearing from you. And as always, you can find us on fnbsf.com. Talk to you again soon.